Welcome to the Tech of Business show. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky. And on this show, we are exposing the technology that runs growing and thriving businesses today. From smart and innovative to nuts and bolts, there is no tech stone unturned. Now it's time to talk tech and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Tech of Business podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and today is my husband Sam's 40th birthday. It's also episode 40. While technically I'm not working today, this is the best day to release an episode all about one of my favorite tools because I love my husband and I love this tool. So let's get to it. This deep dive episode is all about Zapier. It's Zapier, not Zapier, as in zap, because we are zapping information from one system to another. In episode 34, when I presented the tech stack framework, I talked about unsiloifying your tools. Zapier is one of the mechanisms by which we can accomplish this goal. Zapier acts as a broker or a middleman between your different online tools. And it's super smart too. Zaps can be quite simple, connecting one tool to another. Some examples of this are when someone books a call with you via Acuity Scheduling, add them to your active campaign email list and tag them that they booked through Acuity Scheduling. When somebody buys your Thinkific course, send yourself a text message. When someone finishes a chapter of one of your Thinkific courses, Update a user field in MailChimp. And yes, I really have done that one. Zapier is one of my favorite tools because it allows you to be using the tools that you've already decided you want to use and have them work together efficiently and succinctly. Every zap starts with a trigger and is followed by an action. In actuality, you can have lots of actions that take place, but there's always only one trigger. In the examples that I just shared, the trigger is initiated by a human interacting with a system that you are using in your business. And then the action automatically does something else within your systems. Zapier helps to streamline processes so that your tools work better together. Zapier interacts with the systems through what is called the API, the Application Program Interface. Yuck. (laughs) Total tech jargon. And I know that if I keep talking that way, I'm going to get you to flip to another podcast in your feed. And I don't want that because Zapier is a tool that I hope you will fall in love with and bring into and embrace in your business. The nice thing about Zapier is that it gets to know all the crazy computer speak and presents that to users as intuitive and actionable steps. In the first draft of this episode, here's where I was going to probably quite painfully take you through setting up a Zap so that you could see or hear all the magic of Zapier. But on second thought, after a fantastic night's sleep, I reminded myself that you don't need the nitty gritty on this podcast. My job on the podcast is to help you understand how a tool may or may not fit into your business and help you determine how to bring it into the fold. 
So let's look at where Zapier fits on the tech stack framework, and then we'll get back into more business advancing tactics that Zapier is perfectly suited for. Zapier fits in the second layer of the pyramid, the support layer. Tools on this layer support your base tools to help your business run smoother. Sure, our businesses can run without Zapier, but when set up properly, it will free up time and money that is currently being spent on administrative tasks, will be able to parlay the effort into higher value and revenue generating activities. I seriously recommend investing in Zapier. The starter level allows you to have 20 automations running at any time. And these can be more robust and complicated than the examples I gave earlier. Instead of a single action based on the trigger, there could be several actions and filters applied. My favorite demonstration of this is extending our first example from earlier. The one that said, when someone books a call with you via Acuity Scheduling, add them to your active campaign list. Instead of stopping at adding them to your active campaign, we can continue along and create a task in Trello that reminds us to follow up via email one day after the call. It could then go on to set up your note-taking tool so that it's ready for the call. And then it can start a proposal inside PandaDoc. And a final Zapier action could be to add a task to a card in Trello for your VA to do whatever pre-work might be required. See, There are so many things that one Acuity event can trigger. And this is really just scratching the surface. We haven't even touched the financial side of automation through that trigger. A couple of points I want to make about that hypothetical zap. The first one is that I prefer to set follow-up tasks in your project management tool as an actionable task rather than setting it up as an appointment directly on your calendar. You could totally have taken that second task of setting up the reminder and putting that directly on your Google Calendar. It's totally an option, but I like to keep calendar nice and clean where it's got blocks of time for work. It's got blocks of time for communication. And I find that if you were to say, okay, I'm available for calls on Mondays between 9 and 11, you would then also have to be available between 9 and 11 on Tuesdays to make those follow-up calls. But you could theoretically make those follow-up calls or emails at a different point in time and it may not take the exact amount of time. You could schedule all of uh, your batch follow-up for four o'clock the day after. So you've got nine until 11 for client calls and then your follow-up time for all the work that you did on Monday, maybe at 4 p.m. on Tuesday. So in that case, what you would do is inside Zapier, you would set your follow-up tasks to have a due date at 4 p.m. on the following day, the day after the call actually takes place. I gave the example of acuity scheduling as the starting point, but this process could work with a lot of other softwares and systems. So just because that's the one I chose doesn't mean that you couldn't still have a trigger of something related to a calendar activity. You could even use your Google Calendar as the trigger. It doesn't have to be a tool like acuity. And finally, the key to a successful multi-part zap is actually a proper setup of the individual systems. Let's dissect that one for a moment. The 
proper setup of the individual systems is going to make it so that Zapier works better in your business. If you have a mess in Trello or you have a mess in Acuity Scheduling or you have a mess in whatever system you're using, it's going to be more difficult to make Zapier help your systems move along. And this is something that I spend a lot of time doing with my clients as we work through the tech stack framework to create your tech stack blueprint. So absolutely no shame. It's exciting and it's a great time right now to look at your silos and clean up the silos and get everything working together using Zapier. Speaking of Zapier, since that's what this podcast episode is all about, Zapier has a couple of built-in functions, which are the absolute main reason that I recommend paying for the tool instead of using their free level. I didn't really mention the free level earlier, but it restricts you to just one trigger to one action. And I've already shown you how powerful it is to use multiple actions off of a single trigger. The two built-in functions that I use regularly are delay and filter. Delay allows an action to be taken after a certain amount of time. I used this when I wanted to give a second Thinkific course as a gift to a client three days after they purchased the original course. So I put in a three-day delay after all of my immediate actions. And then three days after they purchased the original course, they get the new course. And it it was tied together with an automation that goes out through Active Campaign saying, hey, I've given you this second course. An alternative to that delay action would be for Active Campaign to using a webhook in their automation trigger a new trend, a new zap inside Zapier to enroll them in that second course. But it makes more sense to keep all the automation associated with the initial purchase rather than having a second trigger for this. That's why delay is so, so powerful. And the other one, filter, is a way to make it so that a zap actually stops before a certain action is taken. So here, a trigger may not lead to every single instance of that hitting the final action or a series of actions. The filter is going to restrict based on the information that comes in in the initial trigger or any of the earlier actions as to whether or not you're going to continue. I think the best way to understand this one is to do it with an example. Let's say that you have a trigger that is based upon adding content or adding information to a Google Sheet. Every time something gets added to a Google Sheet, you want that to create a task in Trello. And one of those columns is a score that the individual got and that was captured inside that sheet. If the score is 100 or more, we want that to then send a text message to you as well. So the filter would be placed after the Trello action, since that one is for every single person, every single time the trigger is hit, the Trello action is going to take place. And the text message would only get triggered based on the result of positive in that filter. So rows in your Google Sheet will all get over to Trello, but only some of them will send you the text message. I use the word trigger when I was talking about the filter because you can think of it as 
a second trigger. Let's look at this from the top down. The top is your trigger. Then we have a series of actions. They all take place one after another after another. And then we send this to our filter test. And if we pass the filter, we continue down in uh, to the subsequent tasks. If we don't, we simply end. On the Zapier levels above the starter level, there is actually another built-in function, which is called a path, which would give us an alternative. If the a value was 100, send the text message. If the value was under 100, we would take path 2, which maybe send an email. I'm just giving you that example. I don't work with a lot of clients who are beyond the starter level, but that is one of the reasons why it may make sense to go there. I believe that every business can benefit from Zapier, whether you have a very seemingly simple business or a robustly complicated one. And there are many reasons why we may want to go that way. Perhaps your systems do not have direct integrations with one another, or that the version of integration that's available through Zapier is more robust and works better for your needs. Some of the benefits to Zapier, particularly when we invoke sequences beyond the if this then that, are more immediate results for you and your clients, minimizing mistakes that are caused by manual work, it keeps the right people involved at each step of the process, creates a stronger connection between the disparate elements of your tech stack, it keeps all your integrations in one place, and makes it outsourceable. On the starter level of Zapier, your triggers are checked every 15 minutes. But if you know a trigger has been hit and it makes sense to do so, you can go in and run it manually. So even though it says 15 minutes, that's the automatic. Feel free if you've just added a whole bunch of rows to your Google Sheet to go in and hit run manually. You're totally okay. I just did that um, the weekend before last, actually. I did that for a client. While I think anyone can get into Zapier and start to automate things, take a look at your business and see if this is a good next step for you to take on yourself. Zapier is one of the core tools I use with my clients during our tech stack blueprint work. It makes the process of understanding your tools to create a strong tech foundation that much easier. We create the roadmap upon which you can confidently expand your business. While each business is different, in general, my first zap that I set up is going to do something with your email marketing platform to take it to the next level. It may be like we did above where we add people from a sign-up form uh, into your email list. Or it may be connecting your webinar or seminar software back to your emails. And if you're already using a direct integration between a tool and your email marketing system, we may remove the direct integration so that we can do a multi-step process through Zapier. There are three takeaways from this episode. I've got them over in the show notes over at techofbusiness.com forward slash 040. And here they are. Zapier is a tool to unsiloify your tools. Think outside the box when you're working with a Zapier professional to truly maximize the throughput of the tool. And three, the tech we use in our businesses is there to support us. If you don't think you can do it alone, Ask for help from a trusted advisor. 
Most of my clients don't need to know what I have set up for them in Zapier. And that's the truth about building a solid tech foundation. You, as the business owner, are able to dream and create and inspire and make a difference. Your tech is there to make sure that your dreams take shape, your creations and inspiration reach their target audience, and you have a place to make a difference from. Take a few moments to think about and look at your tech. Give yourself a few minutes to uncover how it makes you feel. Then send me an email, jamie at techofbusiness.com, to start a new tech-confident chapter of your business. With tech confidence comes greater freedom, the ability to make more money, and impact more people with your products and services. I cannot wait to work with you. We'll follow the tech stack framework together and give Zapier a rightful home in the support layer of your tech stack blueprint. Email me, jamie at techofbusiness.com to get started. And with that, I wish you a very happy rest of your day. I am going to go back and hang out with my husband. Thanks for listening to the Tech of Business podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, or wherever you download your favorite shows. You can also check out the show notes and learn more about me at techofbusiness.com. I'll see you next week.